Hello, everybody. Welcome to this week's episode of Coastal Voices on CFUV 101.9 FM in Victoria. On today's show, we'll be speaking to Tanya Tagak about her new album, Animism. We'll also be talking about our, the second annual Native Hip Hop Festival in Vancouver, upcoming this weekend. Don't go anywhere, because all this and more is coming up on Coastal Voices. Hey, everybody. Once again, thank you for tuning in to Coastal Voices. On today's show, we have an interview from Inuit throat singer Tanya Tagak. Um, she was good enough to interview with me earlier this week, and Tanya is a recent Pol- Polaris Prize nominee. And uh, she and I spoke again earlier this week about her new album and her creative process. Please enjoy the interview. of the album. We spoke about her upcoming tour and tour dates, and we spoke about the process of creating the album. Stay tuned for all this and more on the next interview. How are you today? I'm I'm great. That's awesome. It's so good to hear yeah, from I'm you. Ab- yeah, it's nice to thank you for uh, wanting to talk to me. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I've been excited about this interview for a while because uh, my coworker and friend January was doing one with you at the Atmosphere Festival. And uh, I was, I do a lot of editing for her, so I was listening to your interview while I was editing, and I was getting really excited to talk to you about your album and what you're up to. Um, where are you in the world of touring right now? Um, well, I need to make I'll be doing Denmark and Portugal and Norway. <laughs> and and, and uh, uh, Ireland. Wow, that's uh, kind of zigzagging all over the place, eh? Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. And um, where have you been lately? Like, I know you went to the Atmosphere Festival. Have you been touring for a while now, or is this uh, kind of the beginning of your tour? Um, um, it's always off and on. Like, uh, there's never really any long periods of peace. It's... Um, <laughs> Um, it's, it's usually a couple weeks cu- uh, punctured by a week yeah. here and there where I'm not doing anything. Yeah, but it's mostly a it's mostly a nonstop thing. That's awesome. Um, mm-hmm. I wonder if you could talk about uh, the territory you're from and kind of how you got started in uh, doing what you're doing now. Um. Yeah, sure. Um, I it's such an amazing place. We were just up there doing a lot of fishing. Um, of course, everybody loves the place where they're from the most. I just think it's the most beautiful place in the whole world. Mm. It's pretty, pretty far up past the tree line, and uh, it was 24-hour, almost 24 hours, Kind of called to me. Mm. 
That's really cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you've been throat singing for quite a while now. Um, your new album is very unique and different. I wonder what uh, what this album symbolizes for you, do you think? Um, well, that's, it's weird to say. It's like asking which, which your kid symbolizes. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, my albums have been kind of like little children, little babies, sound babies. So like they're just kind of the ideas are conceived and then digested and they come into fruition through the process of making them. So it, I guess it's, and then they become their own thing and it even seems like they have their own life. Hmm. Yeah, the cows will take a bath. Go ahead, get a bowl. Oh, fish. Um, yeah, so there, the album, this one is just about this stage of life where I'm at, mm-hmm. you know, which is, I think, you know, yeah, where, uh, oof, you know, ideas get a little more solid. Yeah. You know, like this certain age, turning 40, like a kind of understanding things a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And, and absorbing more, um, like the systems that are all set in place and how to kind of go against them and what you think right and wrong is and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, for sure. Um, and, and, and mostly the human condition. Like I've been really interested in the human condition lately um, and its application within all those systems. Hmm. Like I, I I see people kind of just doing things the wrong way a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I try to kind of do what I can to comment on that or add my meager uh, my meager two cents in the hopes of clarifying situations. Or assisting in bettering systems in any way possible. Mm-hmm. So I think it's an exploration of that, um, just a different understanding, a different, different period in your life. How do you find your spirituality is like involved in that creative process? Is it something that's always married for you? Um. Well, this is a weird thing that. I often have difficulty discussing because people are very, and this is where things collide or juxtapose because a lot of people are very vocal about their spirituality and mm-hmm. and then form groups and make religions and you know have a have a very set idea and uh, rules and applications in order to um, conform to a general idea of that. And I guess for me, in the light of, you know, colonialist attitudes, I really have a negative feeling towards uh, Christianity. Mm-hmm. And generally towards religion, like I think faith is a beautiful thing, but... Um, as soon as people are like killing and dying, um, mm-hmm. and you know, um, taking over in the name of the Lord and all this stuff, like I just kind of find that 
completely farcical when it comes to the hypocrisy between what is supposed to be almighty and or benevolent when it crosses over to a very destructive thing. Mm-hmm. I, when I see that, I uh, find that crosses itself out. Mm-hmm. You know, so, and um, people can claim that it's humanity that's studying the idea of what is supposed to be a pure thing in religion. I prefer to just hold myself accountable to what I know is my own belief system. And that's a very, very, very private thing for me. Like it's, mm-hmm. it's probably the biggest driving force in my life, but it's not something to be made light of. Like a, that's why sometimes like the hippie festival theater can get to me a little bit because it's so important to me that it's, it's sacred and it's not to mm-hmm. be shared or showed off or even talked about too much unless you're with somebody who has that own way of being, which is a, it's a very calm. I'm going to say it's very calm because it's true and it's there and mm-hmm. I'm, I'm happy with it. But it applies, my, my spirituality kind of applies itself to every aspect of my day-to-day life. So it's without, but it's just well, you don't have to consciously yeah, <laughs> you know, like, it's an underlying it thing. Yeah, yeah, it's just it's it's the base of everything. So yeah, just, uh, yeah, yeah. So it's it's uh, and it's definitely to be celebrated, but I don't think it's uh, something that anybody needs to be discussed um, too much. Yeah, for sure. Uh, it is a very personal thing. Um, I wonder how did the process of making this album, Animism, uh, how did that look like for you? Well, it was really fun because um, my band and I have like a, a kind of long-term committed relationship to sound. Mm-hmm. And the way that we, the three of us approach it is it's almost in the exact same way but I approach spiritual <laughs> It's like, we never discuss it. <laughs> we never rehearse or talk about it. We basically just sit up on stage and it happens. Wow. And uh, that's, that's what we like to do. And, and sometimes there's like, with the look of the north, it's like the skeleton of a backing track. But we like to let things just happen. And so, what about going in and making an album is that you can go in with some preconceived notions and you can think it out because you get the luxury of breaking things up into songs instead of what what I love doing a live performance is to have it be one long thing so you can travel anywhere within that without the boundaries of having to stop every five minutes and reset your mind and re-engage mm. re- in the intellectual side of being and mm. just go wherever it wants to go during the improvisation. But during the um, album-making process, it was, it's a different creature. So I, I went in with the idea of the terrible cover. I went in with the idea to pay homage to, like, uh, 
together so well and uh, kind of weaves into one another. I've been listening to animism and really enjoying it. And I think when you said that you uh, planned out Caribou, I think that's, you can tell that compared to other songs on the album. It sounds, you know, different. It sets a different tone, uh, whereas some of them are more animalistic and visceral. I really love the idea of um, I got really excited about Caribou because I remember when I took off to high school and I heard that song, I just, it blew my mind that mm-hmm. you were singing about Caribou, you know, because I'd grown up with it. And then I started taking a look, now I'm starting to take a look at, um, I'm not going to say what covers I want to do, but there's a couple that probably change colors and Perform to a native friend. Mm-hmm. Like a terrible, of course, performed by an, an English person, but it's grown up with terrible all around. Yeah. You know, <laughs> it's, it's such a very <laughs> different town. Yeah, it's, it's terrible. Like, I just, I, I just find it so funny. So there's just a like, it's just so, it's, it's too funny for words. <laughs> like, like, this song meant so much to this little English, you know? Like, mm-hmm. it's just, and then, um, and then I watched an interview with the pictures and they just, like, the way it sounded. And, like, uh, uh, yeah, there are others. I'm sure you could come up with 10 in your head right now where a cover would change meaning mm-hmm. coming from an indigenous person. Totally. So, yeah, I've got a couple in mind, so like uh, the next album will, um, will, I'll try to do one or, or maximum two in album because I don't want to ever um, anchor things too much into 
um, this kind of uh, preconceived idea of the song. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, I like songs, and I do find it really fun yeah. to have a template. I'm starting to get a little more into it, but it's very predictable. It's like Lego blocks. It's like, okay, three yellow, four <laughs> red, two green, three yellow, four red, two green. Like, you know, it's yeah. very predictable. Yeah. And that's, that's fun for a while, but I'm just, I get bored so easily and I'm like that on a multi-level way like I can't follow a freaking recipe to save my life I'm always like cinnamon (laughs) I get excited about things yeah so and and excited about trying new things and then also maybe a little bit of a control for trying getting excited about doing them my way and I've got massive authority issues. I can't. I can't tolerate being told what to do. So mm. I, I. I mean, unless it's coming from a good-hearted place. Mm-hmm. Like, well, I don't think. Like I don't think it's a bad thing to, you know, want to do what you want and want to have your autonomy. I think that's, yeah, a pretty powerful thing. Um, well, when you, when I want. To learn from someone, they can tell me to do anything in the world. Like mm-hmm. um, if it's someone I respect and I want to learn from them, or even if I want to learn from someone by learning how not to be, mm-hmm. and that's more just observation. But I just I have problems when um, people are you know using their ego to to kind of be better than you because they know what they're doing and you don't. Mm-hmm. I guess, or, or being or being mean about it or condescending. Yeah. Yeah. I guess I'll calm down as I even get older and <laughs> I just start being able to tolerate more and more because I'm definitely way nicer of a person now than I was when I was younger. Fair enough. Yeah, I think it is something that changes as we grow. But um, I definitely I mirror that feeling. It's not fun being told who to be or what to do. Your indigeneity, uh, it seems to play a huge role in your work with um, with what you do and how it's connected to the animals and the land. Um, how does it feel to be creating this new type of representation for other Indigenous folks to hear and to see? Um, well, to be honest, when I'm making music, I try to think as little about other people as possible mm. and to focus completely on the sound. And um, being Indigenous is a, a side project of being Indigenous. You know, <laughs> it's, it's who I am because I was born and raised here, so it applies itself to the music. It's not a conscious thing; like it's like a day-to-day thing. Like, yeah, that's um, who you are. How I how I parent with my with my child, like um, with my children. It's quite interesting being um, co-parenting with somebody like that. My boyfriend's very white. Um, he's from West Vancouver, and like we have very, very different ideas of what respect is, and ideas of what 
um, behaving is, you know, like, and mm-hmm. it's, it's a cultural thing, right? So inevitably, uh, who I am is attached to the culture I come from, and that comes across in, in, in sound production as, as, as it does come across in, um, a lot of time framework mm-hmm. here or, yeah, you know, of how you look at life or religion or anything. And, um, but there, there's definitely a line that happens where it's not about being indigenous and it's more just about being, you know, Tanya mm-hmm. and who, who I am and how I, how I see the world as an individual. Um, I guess what I try to do as a person is to see the world as an individual first because that's kind of like how I try to apply um, in, to, to the world in hopes that people can um, see past culture and skin color and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But in it, like I said, inevitably it's going to be a huge part of it because that's what I am. Mm-hmm. Um, growing up on the land is it's pretty awesome. I like to go there every year just so I don't get too knotted up in stupid stuff because going out on the land is like instant. This is a thing that a lot of people don't understand is um, when it comes to culture that when you spend a lot of time on the land, you can start to see things as, um, as sicknesses like addictions to materialism, you know, addiction, addiction to, to money, addiction to, you know, terrible fast food, addiction to uh, going really quickly, addiction to stress, mm-hmm. addiction to fear, you know, addiction to, like, uh, all sorts of different things you can choose to harm yourself with if you follow too closely the prerequisite of society that's put on us right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it, it's yeah. I'm very happy to have uh, been brought up on the land, and I think uh, people that spend a lot of time on the land have this uh, awesome calmness. Mm-hmm. That that everything's just going to be okay. Like that feeling that so many people are running around stressing out searching for is as simple as going out on the land for a couple months. Mm-hmm. You know, too true. It's really that. It's really that simple. Yeah, can really <laughs> can really change perceptions for sure. Definitely, yeah. have experienced that. Everything's everything's okay out there. Mm-hmm. No, everything's okay, and and um, I think when you're in the confines of a city and walls and um, stuck into these systems, like ridiculous systems, where like sex is shoved in our face. 500,000 times every minute of every day, like, mm-hmm. what do you look like? What do you look like? Sex, 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 what do you look like? What do you look like? You know, and it's yeah. just a really funny thing because, and then sex is supposed to be dirty, but being pregnant is just like exalted state of awfulness and like, yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. so many, and you have to weigh this much and you have to wear this and you have to do that, and then no one like I can feel and understand that people with a lot of skinny people with a lot of money have the same emotional problems as anyone else. Like you know, it's, yeah. it's just surviving in this world of falsehood seems tiring. So mm-hmm. there 
achieve that you can release your mind from all these different ideas of how you're supposed to live and then things get a lot easier. Mm -hmm. To just let the worry go a bit. Yeah. Um, Your performances are really like visceral and like kind of magical in ways. Can you think of a way to describe you know, where you go or how you feel when you're performing? Hmm. Um, depending on the show. It depends on the show. If the yeah. sound, if I'm distracted by the sound quality, mm-hmm. then um, I have to really dig and pull to like a show and pull it out. But if it's a good place and the sound is good and Everybody's in the right spot. It can go somewhere very, very, very peaceful for me. Mm. <laughs> I don't know what's happening out there, but for me, it's very, very peaceful. And it's like a nice break from having to think about all that. But only I was just talking about, like, it's a release. Mm. You know, and uh, I felt like that when I was giving birth, and I feel like that if I'm eating a really good meal or having an orgasm or running, running for a long period of time, and you just let go of things. It's kind of just just letting go of everything and allowing what's there to exist. Mm-hmm. Like giving, it's like brushing everything out, all out of the way, all the stuff that doesn't matter. Just it out of the way and then whatever's left there is what I'm feeling. Mm. That sounds nice. <laughs> yeah. Sounds but like then, a good and place then, to be. I, I've never, I don't watch any of my videos of myself singing. I don't, I can't, I can't connect with that person. Mm. And then I'm in this conscious state. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm I'm very very shy about it. Actually, like I I can't watch the videos. I get like almost, I get shy, mm-hmm. get embarrassed that I'm allowing that part of myself to be known. Mm-hmm. That's a confession or something. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. But, but uh, yeah, I, it's just like a self acceptance. So like, okay, if if that wants to exist, then I better let it be there. Mm. Or it doesn't uh, stay inside. You know? Yeah, for sure. Uh, what's next for you? Where are you flying to next to uh, perform? Okay, yeah, there's a European tour. Wow. And then the Pol- and then the Polaris Prize, and then the Winnipeg Ballet. I'm working on the Winnipeg Ballet with... Uh, Joseph Gordon and Tina Keepers wow. talking about truth and reconciliation. Yeah, and mm-hmm. then uh, I'm going to Vancouver and doing some environmental work with Severin Suzuki. Mm-hmm. And then in November, we're going to do a full performance of an animism. We'll be going all around. Wow. Animism. That's amazing. You have. Mm-hmm. You have a lot of big things coming up, and uh, congratulations on your Polaris Prize nomination. That's that's amazing. And yeah, it's pretty exciting. It is. That's amazing. I mean, thank you for talking to me so much today. It's been really good talking to you. 
I feel like my day is going to go really good now. It will. It already is. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks so much, Tanya. I hope you... Yeah, you're you're welcome. Take care. You too. Uh, It's been good talking to you. Have a great day. All right, everybody, if you're just tuning in, that was, once again, Polaris, Polaris Prize nominee Tanya Tagak speaking about the new album Animism, which I really encourage you to check out. It's uh, it's an adventure. The whole album, it's amazing, and I've been listening to it a lot. Um, thanks again to Tanya for speaking with me. Uh, such a good, wonderful, warm person to talk to, and it was great to hear from her. Anyways, we're going to get into some special announcements, and then we'll get right into music. Thank you again for tuning into Coastal Voices on CFUV 101.9 FM in Victoria. Remember that we stream online at cfuv.uvic.ca, and you can check us out on Twitter at CFUV. Okay, I'm going to get into... Um, Caribou from Tanya, which is really funny because even though I'm a really big Pixies fan, it didn't occur to me that it was a cover because it's so different in just the levels of different layers of sound that it has. Or maybe it's like blaringly obvious and I'm just a total ditz. But anyways, I love this song even more now knowing that. This is Caribou by Tanya Tagak and this is a song we were just talking about a little bit. This is a Pixies cover and uh, it's pretty exciting. It's a very diverse track on an album full of kind of um, really intense music. So this is kind of kind of cool. So uh, yeah, enjoy. It's time for the news in and around the coast of Vancouver Island and across Canada. Uh, Today in news, a Cree elder in northern Saskatchewan has set out on a 400-kilometer walk to push for a federal inquiry into missing and murdered Indigenous women. Emile Bell started his walk from Bouval to Saskatoon. I don't know if I'm saying that right, but uh, I don't know about Saskatchewan much. Uh, He started this Tuesday uh, carrying with him a petition that asked the federal government to hold an inquiry into the case of missing and murdered Indigenous women in Canada. Bell has said that he decided to do this walk after hearing of the death of Tina Fontaine, who was a 15-year-old girl who was discovered in uh, Red River in Winnipeg last uh, in the last month. Bell was well known for his hunger strike last year in support of Ottawa Piscat First Nation Chief Teresa Spence, if you'll remember that, and the kind of spark of the Idle No More movement. Um, yeah, good on him. Good for him. Always leave it to elders to, uh, to do the good work, you know. They're always the ones making the hard decisions and uh, uh, yeah that's pretty amazing what a guy anyways in other news um, also some people in Vancouver doing some outreach work uh, the folks camping in Vancouver's Oppenheimer Park are launching a a direct action campaign in Vancouver as West Coast fishermen are now challenging the Department of Fisheries and Oceans or the DFO Uh, Last weekend in Vancouver, Dan Wallace and Joshua Duncan worked together alongside a number of community members, as well as our friends from Shop Wrong, who I'll have an interview with next week. Um, Bell said that he decided to, or sorry, uh, 
They worked together with uh, some community members to create a feast for the campers in Oppenheimer Park. The feast was made possible by a generous donation of freshly caught sockeye. The salmon was distributed to the Women's Centre, Vancouver Native Health, Aboriginal Front Door, and a few of the local elders in the city also uh, had a chance to have some of the salmon. I believe there was something like 300 salmon. That's crazy. They also fed a ton of people. And uh, yeah, I talked to Rob G from Shop Wrong, and he was saying that they chilled in the park for like 12 hours that day, just cooking up salmon for everybody. So that's awesome. There's a lot of really good work coming out of Vancouver. Kudos to everybody out there who's doing all that uh, on the ground outreach, because that's amazing. That's what needs to happen to keep things moving forward. Um, city talks are going on, but extremely slow, uh, due in large part uh, that there is no real province official who has been representing a uh, negotiations table, even under the advisement of campers since the talks have begun. Fisheries office has now begun, begun to uh, enforce closures, uh, even well in the knowledge of fishermen's current frustration with how the DFO is being operated. That's unfortunate. Uh, kind of an ongoing battle for Indigenous folks and fishermen across uh, across Canada, I guess. Uh, the First Nations Leadership Council is deeply disturbed and completely uh, denounced Prime Minister Stephen Harper's recent remarks urging Canadians to understand that the issue of missing and murdered Indigenous girls and women is a crime and not a systemic race-based sociological phenomenon. Uh, the BC Assembly of First Nations Regional Chief Jody Wilson-Raybould uh, states that the number of murdered and missing Indigenous women in Canada and girls is a true Canadian tragedy. And the Indigenous peoples of Canada and uh, in British Columbia and across Canada are uh, demanding that the federal government convene a national inquiry to, once and for all, get to the root of the cause of this violence against Indigenous women and girls, namely poverty, inequality, and marginalization. Uh, they say that, they go on to say that punishing the perpetrators is important, but will not solve a problem that is uh, symptomatic of a far greater social mal- malice that has must be dealt with uh, through a meaningful reconciliation addressing the underlying reality of the devastating colonial legacy. Um, she goes on to say that this is a national matter requiring a national response and we can and must do better. And on that note, I would like to remind everybody that this weekend in Victoria there will be a march to honour the life of Tina Fontaine. Uh, and that is happening at the BC Parliament Buildings, 501 Bell Street. Belleville Street, rather, in uh, Victoria, British Columbia. And uh, Tina's Tina Fontaine's death uh, will not be ignored, and neither will the deaths of all the missing and murdered Indigenous women and youth in care. Tina Fontaine is a 15-year-old girl uh, who was in care when her body was found in the Red River in Winnipeg, Manitoba. Uh, her murderer is still at large, so uh, please, please come out and... Help us to remember and honor those who have passed. And let's also stand together as a community and say something more needs to be done to prevent this kind of thing from happening. Uh, So bring your candles, drums, songs, your prayers, and your spirit to share in this gathering. It's a peaceful protest and children are welcome. Um, If you were listening to The Current this morning, Sarah Hunt, Professor, or uh, Dr. Sarah Hunt now rather, is... uh, 
was speaking with Aaron Consmo and Piacetta Parai about the issue of um, missing and murdered Indigenous women and the type of work that we can do within our own Indigenous communities and communities in general to... Uh, to change that. And if you haven't heard that, I'm going to post a link to it online because I was listening to it before coming on and it's a really great interview. Also with Aaron Consmo, who you might remember me speaking with uh, about the Native Youth Sexual Health work Network, also about It Ends Here and uh, the Missing and Murdered Women <coughs> um, Walking with Our Sisters art installation project uh, a couple months back. Anyways, at any rate, it was an amazing interview and a good reminder for people that, uh, you know, if the government's not doing anything, they're not going to do anything. So we do have to take matters into our own hand when it comes to our community. In other events, we have the Imaginative uh, Film and Media Festival Shorts Program for the 15th Anniversary Imaginative Film and Media Arts Festival. Um, <clears throat> they're presenting from October 22nd to 26 at the Toronto International Film Festival Bell Lightbox and the shorts program will include over 50 films ranging from silly to scary and serene to salacious all from uh, indigenous perspectives so find out more about that at imaginative.org and that was something that I also wanted to talk about because I was lucky enough to speak to um, Amanda Strong, or by her uh, traditional name, Spotted Fawn, about her upcoming release of her short film, Indigo, which will be uh, premiering at the Toronto International Film Festival. It's also been uh, screened at Cannes, which is amazing. And she's uh, somebody from Canada, an Indigenous woman, uh, who works like with youth and in and, and art and is just doing great, great work. So I have an interview with her and I'm going to be airing that soon. So another reason to check into Coastal Voices. Um, I'm going to just break it down for you because it is the Native Youth Hip Hop Festival and it starts this Friday, August 29th. And it says, we are Native Hip Hop. And the all-ages opening of the Native Hip Hop Festival includes performance by Drazus Equal, Rex Small Boy and more, plus breakdance ciphers, breakdance ciphers and MC battles. Um, uh, OS 12 versus Neckbone, Duck One versus Cody the Catch, and Preem versus BNC. I don't know who those guys are, but they sound pretty rad if I could just go by their names. Uh, there's also a turntablism showcase by DJ Crisp, and doors are at 7 p.m. That's 20 bucks. Saturday, Tribal Warfare. It's all native three-on-three b-ball tournament at the Coca-Cola Courts at the Raycam Projects. And if it rains, they're going to move to the community center at Raycam. Um, <clears throat> starting at noon, the other side of hip-hop is screening at the Bill Reed Art Gallery. It starts at noon featuring Ernie Penicoli, uh, and it's a meet-and-greet with him and the Best of Native Hip-Hop Music Showcase videos to start it off. Uh, again, doors are at noon, and that is on Saturday. I believe it's $10, sorry. And then Saturday night, Party Like a Matriarch Showcase of Indigenous Queens at Fortune Sound Club featuring Inez, Jasper, Equal, Niska, Napoleon, Danny and Lizzie, and more. Um, and Sunday, it's closing up with 
Take back the land one block at a time at Shoprong on Vernon and Hastings. Featuring performances, speakers, DJs, live art, and much, much more. And uh, you can find all of this info out online. I thought I would just give you the breakdown because if you remember, we had Derek Edenshaw or Manic Wonderful on the show a couple weeks ago. And he was telling us all about it. So just a reminder, if you're going to be in Vancouver, if you're listening from Vancouver, definitely check all these shows out. It's going to be sick. And uh, the ending night is a party for the rap parties <laughs> at the Biltmore Cabaret featuring Manic with DJ Crisp, OS2, Dresus, and more live art by Casey Riley to be auctioned off at the end of the event. If you want weekend passes, it's 50 bucks. It's 20 bucks for the last night, though. And you can email uh, everybody at this thing at uh, nativehiphopfestival at gmail.com. Do that ASAP. Get your wristband or tickets or whatever you need to uh, to get there because it's going to be a super awesome festival. It looks like we're coming up on the end of the show, so I'm going to play some music. And um, this one is by Flying Down Thunder and Rise Ashen. This song is called Renewal, and it's a good one. So uh, stay tuned to CFUV 101.9 FM. Up next, Street No Chaser for all your jazz needs. Anyways, I'm here for a little bit more, and then I'll let you be. This is, again, Flying Down Thunder. <laughs> 